Welcome to the Adamantium Podcast, episode number 65. Welcome back, Adamantomaniacs. I am your host, Adam R. Harrison. Thank you for tuning in today. I hope everyone enjoyed their weekend, uh, is enjoying summer. I hope you're getting outside and enjoying the sunshine. We've had an actually a beautiful, beautiful summer. I can't complain. I was a little nervous because we had such an awful winter that it was going to be maybe a wet summer. And uh, anyways, it's been beautiful. I've spent a lot of time outdoors. I, this past weekend alone, I went golfing. I played beach volleyball. I went to a TFC game. I got a couple barbecues in there, did it all, packed it all in. And it's perfect, been perfect weather to catch a concert out in an amphitheater here in Toronto. We've got the Budweiser stage, Echo Beach, perfect venues, perfect summer venues. It's just, to me, that is the definition of summertime. And a perfect segue into today's episode because that is actually where I met this band. We have a privilege of having them on the show. The following band is the actually the second highest charting band on the rock and roll charts of all time. They are a radio band through and through. So many hits. When I was looking through their charted songs, I was like, oh yeah, that's a great tune. That's a great one. Oh, that's amazing. So it, it made it really hard for the uh, to pick the top five for the uh, Adamantium Recommend section. So anyways... We've got Shinedown. We've got the band Shinedown on this week's podcast. Uh, we've got lead singer Brent Smith and drummer Barry Kirch on, I hope I'm saying that right, on the show. Great interview. The type of band or the type of interview where, you know, usually I have about six or seven cue cards with some notes or questions written on them just to kind of keep me on track. I think I got about through about two cue cards before <laughs> before we ran out of time. So they love to talk, great storytellers, great conversationalists. Uh, so I'm excited to share this one with you, and they're just an awesome band too. And I was really excited to be there too because I've never seen Shinedown before. They haven't played in Toronto in six years, and I think the last time they were here they were... Uh, doing support for someone, so I'd never seen them before. I've seen over 300 shows, never seen Shinedown, and they played Echo Beach, which, like I said, is one of the best places to be in the summer. For those not from Toronto, it's uh, there's like a little man-made beach right on the water. You can sink your feet in the sand while you enjoy the music. It's like absolute perfect situation. So I met up with Brent and Barry before the show. Really, really nice guys. Uh, Barry took me around afterwards to meet there. You know, um, for those of you who know, I'm also a concert photographer, so I photographed Shine Down that night. So he took me to meet their own photographer, videographer, overall media guru guy, uh, Sanjay. So shout out to Sanjay, who showed me some of the projects he was working on with the band, and you know, he told me where were some great spots to be during what part of the show, and just a great group of people, great team overall. And so I'm really excited to share this with you guys. So Shinedown released their sixth studio album last year in 2018. It's called Attention, Attention. Fantastic album. All their albums are great. They're all solid, like beginning to end. They're one of the most consistent bands on the planet. Like I said, radio-friendly band. Tons of hits. One of the easiest bands to get into, especially if you're a fan of like hard rock or just rock and roll in general. 
like I said, it was really, really hard to pick out five songs for the Adamantium Recommend section, but they're almost not even necessarily favorites, but here's five great songs that you can check out by Shinedown. The first I'm going to recommend off the new album, Attention, Attention, is the song Monsters. It's their latest single. Great song. The video's very cool, too. The second song I'm going to recommend is from the previous album. The album's called Threat to Survival. The song, my favorite song off that album was called How Do You Love... And then going back a couple albums, my absolute favorite album, probably their most successful album, was their 2008 album called The Sound of Madness. And I'm going to recommend two songs from that. The first is my all-time favorite Shinedown song. It's called The Crow and the Butterfly. We talk about it in the interview. And the second song from that album I'm going to recommend is If You Only Knew. And then the fifth song I'm going to recommend... It's from their debut album, Leave a Whisper. It came out in 2003, and it was their first kind of like breakthrough hit. It's called 45. Still an amazing song, holds up today. I was so excited to hear it live, and I hope you enjoy it as well. If I mean, if you don't know it already. And that's my five-song recommendation of Shinedown. I also recommend that you hit that subscribe button if you're listening on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, if you haven't already. Also, if you'd be so kind to leave us a rating and a review, a couple nice words would be fantastic. You can also subscribe to us on Spotify, Google Play Music, Stitcher, basically anywhere that you get your podcasts. You can also follow The Adamantium, that's myself, on social media. I'm on Instagram, at The Adamantium. I also have a second account, that's uh, my photography account, so there's some photos of Shinedown on there, and that's at The Book of Harry. Harry spelled H-A-R-R-I. You can follow me on Twitter at Adam R. Harrison, and then we're on Facebook at The Adamantium Podcast. And if you're a fan of the podcast, please tell a friend because the more the more listeners we have, the more followers we have. You know, it's not just to stroke my ego. The bigger our community is, the more and more interviews that we can secure. And if you guys enjoy them, I would love to get you the artists that you love and, you know, get the questions that you want to hear from them out there. So please tell your friends, follow along, subscribe all the above, and just more than anything, enjoy. Enjoy the podcast. Tune in. I'm so grateful for you guys for tuning in weekly. Keep on listening. Keep on listening. Thanks, guys, so much. And that being said, so excited to bring you this week's episode featuring Brent and Barry from Shinedown. Enjoy, guys. They're awesome. Have a great week, and we'll see you next week. Well, thanks for taking the time to do the, no, thank the you interview, guys. man. Thank we you appreciate guys. it. I'm, thank you guys very much. I'm actually really excited not just to have you guys, but to see this is the first time I'm going to see Shine Down. Cool. And um, I think in the last couple months, I surpassed 300 concerts I've been to now between Jeez. shooting. Yeah, yeah. What was your, your top five? So I'm a massive U2 fan. Cool. Again, being Irish. Mm-hmm. And I must have seen U2 four or five times. Have you ever seen them... In Ireland? Well, have you ever seen them phone it in? No. Okay. I don't Just think curious. I don't think U2's banned that. I mean, maybe I'm biased, but um, right. my next thing that was my next thing is to see them in Ireland. That's so right. Slane Castle. So I've, I've done. I got last time was the Joshua Tree reunion tour, which mm-hmm. is kind of like the time. Of yeah, Zach. Yeah. yeah. So Zach, our guitar player, that's his. That's his number. That's one. his pinnacle. Is really? U2. U2. Me yeah, too. That's and he's seen them multiple times, yeah. but. And, and he ever, knows the he knows like the edges, guitar tech and okay. he knows the he knows the tour manager. Yeah, 
So he's always got it. He's been able to always go underneath the stage and yeah. things like that. But that's like his big. So I was just I was just telling uh, Barry that I was in Ireland about a month ago for a, a family wedding, and uh, I went to London first to visit a, a cousin, and um, while I was there, I went to All Points East for a day. But my cousins were in Ireland at the so Snow Patrol, the band Snow Patrol, mm-hmm. are yeah. from a tiny town called Bangor, which is where my mom's from. Okay. So that's where I was heading. And they did a show in the local park. They got thirty five thousand out at at this show in a local park. People from Scotland, from Wales all came. So my cousin's messages me, I'm at All Points East, which is a much bigger festival. Mm-hmm. She messages me, she's like, Bono just turned up. And I was like, you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> she had a ticket for me and everything, but I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go to London for a couple days. And I was like, don't tell me this. So, oh, yeah. you missed an opportunity. So yeah, he, he did one with the Snow Patrol. And yeah, yeah that doesn't that's suck. Cool. No, yeah, that's not suck. pretty awesome, eh? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so what I was gonna say, it was 300 shows. And yeah, I've never seen, I've seen some bands four, five, six times. I've never seen Shine Down. So I did a little. Welcome to the party. Right. I did a little research and I was like, why haven't I seen Shine Down? And it's like, you guys haven't played here, according to Setlist FM, anyways. You've right. played here for about six years, 2013. Yep. Yeah. Those... Last time we were here, we were with Kiss. Yep. Yeah. So did it take a, an NBA championship to get you guys here? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's always been kind of difficult for us to get up here just with scheduling and booking agents and also demand trying to get up here. And it, mm-hmm. um, it's finally turned. We've been working really hard. We didn't really even travel internationally at all until Sound of Badness, and that was kind of sparingly. Yeah. Um, we just really were focused on the state side and, and, and radio there and just trying to build there. Um, so it really started to happen then, and then we started to dip our toes and dip our toes, and, and now we're really making an effort, especially on attention to attention, to, to get here more. So I think it was more on us and folks maybe focusing in different areas, and now we might be playing a little bit of catch-up, but we're okay. going to do it as rapidly as possible. Mm-hmm. Is, there, is this the only Canadian date, this tour? On this particular run, yeah. yes, but we're coming back again in, in September. We're going to be bouncing up and down. Mm-hmm. We have Quebec, 11 shows between all, and then we're going to get into Central and then Between Western. now and next week? <laughs> <laughs> well, between, I think most of the, well, because we come in and then we come back out. There's 11 in Canada between September and October, and there's 10 in the U.S., but yeah. they, they go back and forth. Like the Quebec show that's already on sale yeah. um, is almost sold out, yeah. Yeah. and the, a couple of other ones. The issue is, I'm sure you know, in Canada too, is just like a lot in the middle that you can't yeah. really, can't really do a lot in. Yeah, it makes yeah. it touring hard, but that's why we're bouncing back and forth. Yeah. We're going east to west, but we'll come down into like Dakotas, do a few Dakota shows, and then come back over. You yeah. know, that kind of thing. The other thing too, though, like if you go back to the beginning of last year, we started in in Canada. We did, mm-hmm. you know, and we did a lot of like secondary, tertiary markets too. Like we were in Penticton and oh, wow. some other, you know, deeper areas and what have you. So we have been back, but. Honestly, too, we're always keeping the light on in regards to Canadian touring because the band is in such a high demand, knock on wood, Mm -hmm. in certain other areas. Um, But because Canada is right there, by no means should the audience here think that we're trying to avoid this area because it couldn't be further than the truth. Right. It is one of those things, though, for us where we want to be able to present the band here Mm -hmm. the way that they deserve. Right, okay. Um, So sometimes the venue size can be an issue. Sometimes the package can be an issue. This particular show, because of the, the earliness that we decided to put this tour together, because it was about six months ago, um, so we knew we were going to be doing this. Um, it allowed us to also make sure, like when we got here, even though for this time period, 
it's only one show, mm -hmm. but they're going to get a hell of a show. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's another thing, too. The production is a big deal with us. Yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. So... And I mean, I don't know if you've been to Echo Beach before. It's a really, this is our first time. Really first time. cool. We and played this venue with uh, with Kiss. Kiss yeah. yeah, yeah. And here's and I think that was that was a big problem because Echo Beach actually they only started that venue, I want to say like four years ago. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the reasons why they opened it is because we didn't have that like there was no venue between three thousand and fifteen thousand. Mm -hmm. Right. So it was like if you were too big for a club, then it was like. But not big enough for right. Then so there was bands. What like, I've heard tonight, it's close to seven thousand. Yeah, yeah, so. it's about seven eight, I think here. Yeah. But you had bands like I think Arctic Monkeys who were playing club shows when they were way too big for. Mm, and it was right. like instead they're doing like four nights in a club, you know. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Exactly. Which can be rough. Yeah, of course. You it's know, like it can be done. Back. And Barry will agree with me here. You know, I remember him, kind of being at the forefront of this. Also, like. In the, in the last couple of years, and it's not anything with disrespect to mm -hmm. smaller venues, but like in those situations, if we're playing a small venue, it's because we wanted to, right? Not because we have to. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, it's, and we're being very specific about because this is actually a very, very important country to us. Mm -hmm. And next year is way more of an international year because we've done a lot. Um, this year and the year previously, a lot of work in North America, the UK, and massive, you know, uh, we've, we've clocked a lot of miles in Europe. I saw there's a big Europe yeah, tour coming. And it's at the, yeah, and, you know, we weren't planning on doing that, but we got an opportunity. Yeah. And the band over there had asked us if we would do it, and we said, okay, we'll do it. Mm -hmm. um, but... I'm the most excited to be in Canada right now, to be honest with you. Especially like, in the summer. I was going to say, you <laughs> got a good week to be here. Yeah, it's beautiful out. We had the longest, most excruciating winter since I think I, like, since I was You guys were in the 90s a couple of days ago. It was yeah. hot. Yeah, it was like... Yeah. It's going to be nice tonight. Yeah, very nice. It's nice tonight's like kind of perfect. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we won't sweat too much up there. It's great. Um, you guys, I mean, you guys, while we're on the topic of touring, you guys are like one of the most extensively touring bands I think out there mm -hmm. um, and a lot of it's like from the tour back to the studio back to touring again and stuff like that what do you guys think what do you guys think you would do career wise if this all wasn't here it's funny I, uh, for me before this I worked as a biologist I was cleaning lakes for the state of Florida total separate thing but yeah um, college education yes. <laughs> um, I wouldn't go back to that and I'd, I'd have to go back to school for what I was doing but uh, my other passion outside of this is a cooking side. I'd go to culinary, culinary school. school. Yeah, wow. um, I'd have fun at it, but I don't have to do that. Thank goodness. Yeah, <laughs> this isn't going anywhere. And I, I'm, we, we, were, we were just talking about it in an earlier interview that we did today. That uh, they're asking what our most proud moment is so far in our career, and for me, it's having a career, having yeah. knowing that we can still do this, and that we're still growing, and that we're still, you know, almost 20 years later becoming bigger every mm -hmm. album and still putting out albums that we care about and we're not just phoning it in like Brent says so um, yeah it's really really kind of special And but uh, yeah I don't want another after plan yeah. for Brent I can answer real quickly he doesn't have one we just don't believe in a plan B right um, I don't think that we ever did from the moment that we met one another um, you know the reality is like yes it's a lot of touring, it's studio work, but we're at the forefront of a lot of the industry and how it changes because we don't subscribe to the idea of, you know, well, 
I'll give you an example. Some of the older generation musicians, male and female, not even just in rock and roll or metal or things like that. I'm talking about all kinds of genres. They will have a tendency, you know, in the last couple of years to attack the younger generation, like mm -hmm. certain millennials and even now Generation Z and things of that nature. Those kids didn't grow up with the CD, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> no. You're attacking a generation of kids that have no freaking idea what you're talking about, okay? So there's a great line in the movie Moneyball where... Brad Pitt tells Jonah Hill, adapt or die. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we do a lot of things on our own terms, but it's also because we don't believe in a ceiling. Right. Um, you know, if I, if I was to look at a mountain and, and go, there is absolutely no way in hell I can make it to the top of that mountain on my own, I'm probably right. Mm -hmm. But if I do it with him, we got a chance. And then if we do it and we bring Zach in, even better chance. And if we do the three of us and we bring Eric in, even more of a chance. And then you add the machine and the heartbeat around us, which is our management, which is Indie Good Entertainment, and our extremely illustrious record label that we've been a part of for 20 years that we just signed another extension for two more albums. Wow. Um, attention, Attention being the six, which is Atlantic Records and yeah. all of the Warner Music Group umbrella. You have to make a decision that this is not a job this is, in a lot of ways, um, you know, to be able to do what you love to do is great, but we don't ever rest on our laurels. I see a lot of bands, once again, not just in metal or, you know, rock and roll or hard rock or heavy, because we listen to a lot of music. We're inspired mm -hmm. and really motivated by, you know, we have, eclectic. A, yeah, we have a pretty, pretty big palette. And, you know, that's the beautiful thing about music. It's the only thing that I know, especially songs. That, like, songs are the building blocks to humanity. Because music and songs is the only thing that I know of that can instantaneously create an emotion. You know what I mean? So that's one of the fundamental things, too, because there's always something new that will pop into our heads. Mm -hmm. And the beautiful thing is, is that we can share it with each other and because we've been given a platform by the, by the public, by the people, because we only have one boss, it just happens to be everybody in the audience, but they have given us a platform to be ourselves. And there's something about what we represent that they identify with and vice versa. There's something about them that we identify with. Mm -hmm. um, in a lot of ways, it comes down to respect and never phoning it in. Right. Mm -hmm. That's, that's a great answer. Um, and speaking of... Uh Adapt or Die, your latest album, Attention, Attention, was the first time you guys kind of did a concept for mm -hmm. an album. Yeah. Well, we I mean, call it a story album. A story yeah. album, yeah. okay. So, I mean, sometimes the case, the term concept album usually is like a risky move. Mm -hmm. Sometimes. Yeah. So, what, what made you guys decide that that was what you wanted to do at this point? You know, it, it happened really organically. We didn't say, okay, our six record's going to be a story or a concept. Okay. Uh, it was oh, wow, these songs are really working together. Mm -hmm. And so early on in the writing process, it was like, hey, this is a story. It's happening. We're going to have to tell the story. And really, it's introspective on us and what we've gone through in the past four years and, and about you know, Brent's addiction issues, Eric's um, uh, mental health issues and overcoming those things and how the four of us have dealt with each other on top of stories of people that we've known over the years and just seeing things the way we have and trying to put that in a chronological order of 
you walk into hell with a song devil and you come out with brilliant going I got to make my next day or my day right now brilliant but I'm always going to remember everything in between that happened to me to get to where I am now and know that that little thing on my shoulder is always going to be there and how to deal with it so and that's very much in a nutshell of all the stuff we touched on in the record um but it happened early within the songwriting process and especially it was it was eric spearheading this uh, with brent on it since eric's produced mixed mm-hmm. made the record wrote a majority of the songs um at least musically uh it was brent and eric really going this is just what it's supposed to be mm-hmm. so and I- so the the character that that we go through this journey with on the mm-hmm. album, it almost seems like it's a combination of all you guys as a band represented in this individual. Or what it what we rep what we wanted to make people understand with it was that it isn't about just one person. Right. It's about all of us. Okay. Because the whole record's about humanity. Okay. The whole record is also about not being afraid to fail. Like. And before anything was built into like an awareness, like back in 2012, there was all the, the you know, people need to be aware about bullying. Mm-hmm. And we had this song called Bully, mm-hmm. but we didn't write that song because of what was going on out in the public at that time. Because guess what? Bullying has been going on since the dawn of man and woman. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It was more, but that, and not to get off of this album, but like with Bully, everybody was trying to figure out a way to be nice about it. And we were saying, yo, man, if somebody is coming up in your, personal space and they are mentally or physically attacking you, attack them back. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Don't turn the other cheek. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, stand up for yourself. Because if you don't, you know, it, it's just going to keep yeah. happening. You know what I mean? So with Attention Attention, there was such an emphasis because we're already aware of mental health where like a lot of people aren't aware of mental health. And over the years, so many people that we would meet and so many situations that we would be in, the places that we had been to, the you know, the scenarios that we had, you know, come across. A lot of times people will tell you if they have something from a psychological standpoint, they're embarrassed. Mm-hmm. Or they think they're gonna get made fun of. Or, you know, you can't talk about that. You can't show weakness. Mm-hmm. You know? And what we were looking at here was that was only one element, one emotion of the album. Because the whole record we're letting people know that you need to fail in life in order to know what to do next time. You don't need to be afraid of those things, though. And you're not going to be defined by your failures. You're going to be defined by the fact that you refuse to give up. So in the album, and once again, like we talked about conceptual pieces of work, you know, a concept usually has specific character names or specific places that have been created. You know what I mean? Like if you think about like Operation Mind Crime by Queensryche, or you think about Tommy by The Who, mm-hmm. um, you know, or you dig really, really deep and you talk about Pink Floyd's The Wall. Mm-hmm. Those are specific, you know, that's a specific, you know, design. This album, why we call it a story album is we want you to find your story in the record inside. yourself. Mm-hmm. Because the whole record takes place inside of a room, inside of this person's mind. And so if you want to see it from our side and hear it from our side, of course you have your favorite songs on the record, those songs that you like more than maybe others. But if you want to know the way we intended it to be presented, it's from the beginning to the middle to the finale. Because you take this journey, but you find yourself Right. in the journey and you know to the point of where you know it's why we're spending the better part of 11 days in Los Angeles in August because we're 
putting things together right now to tell the entire story from a visual. So we're actually making a film about attention, oh, really? attention. Okay. And, but there's a lot of dynamics that are going into this right now, not just with realism, but also animation for a release for next year. Cool. And so we just want the public to find themselves inside of the album as well. So it becomes something where it doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman. It doesn't matter if you're younger or older. You know, the color of your skin is irrelevant. Your religion, that's up to you. It's about humanity, though, and in a lot of ways, man, it's about trying to do the best that we can to show an honest portrayal of true empathy for each other. Because mm-hmm. that's what we don't want people to, to lose. Right. And also, we don't want to lose what's happening right now between the three of us, where you're not looking at that black brick that's in your pocket 24-7, mm-hmm. and you're you know, get out in the world, man. Like, live your life. Engage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Social media can be a wonderful tool. It can also be something where it can be devastating at times. But what we also want people to understand about that, because there is a social dynamic to this record, too, course, in the times yeah. that we're in. But from the social media aspect, and of course I'm talking about Snapchat or Instagram or Facebook or Twitter or TikTok or whatever they've invented in the last 15 <laughs> minutes... You still have control of that. Mm-hmm. And I watch all these people let it control them. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you gotta, you gotta rewire your head. You know, and I know that might sound dramatic, but it's true because you have free will. And it's for that one negative comment that you see, I guarantee you, man, there are 100 million comments that are positive. Wow. Seriously. Yeah, yeah of course. But people it's just... It's the one that always sticks. It's, it's the, the negative negative one. And what we're trying to do is help people to flip that mm-hmm. and to remember that they're in control. Yeah. I mean, I think that's human condition, too, you know? Absolutely. And yeah. You know, it's, I mean, I get the same thing, you know, 10 yeah. people could tell me, Hey, you know, I love that or whatever. And one person doesn't, yeah. and I'm like, why did that person say, why don't they like yeah, me? Why don't they like, you know what I mean? <laughs> I've made a conscious effort to not read yeah. comments anymore because it used yeah, to affect me. It got course. to me. And of course, you know, why, why wouldn't it? In know? a band like ours where we've had success, people can come out with baseball bats, you know, of course. Um, yeah. and say just horrible things that they wouldn't say to their own, you know, their own family member. It mm-hmm. just blows my mind. So, yeah. or their worst enemies. So I just don't pay attention. I don't let it bother me. Yeah. Yeah, it depends on the type. I mean, I say I used to work in an office, and there was one guy in the office that, for some reason, didn't didn't like me. And, and that's it, human nature. It killed me that I was like, I was like, I need to get this guy to like me. And then at one point, I was like, what's the point? You know, like it's it is what it is. All these other people are my friends. Forty other people here. What am I trying to impress this guy for? So yeah. Yeah. that. Um, do you guys often get fans telling you, you know, this is what I got out of the story, or this is this was my story oh, yeah. based on yeah, attention? Oh yeah, quite a lot. Yeah, it's yeah. probably one of the. Things. But we love that. We love of it, course. Yeah. yeah. We tried to do, like when we do our meet and greets with uh, with our Shine On Nation, our, our VIP meet and greets, They uh, we don't do a picture line. We don't right. just bring them in and do it in my cattle. Okay, here's your picture yeah. with the band, get out. We actually go up and talk to each person um, individually. Yeah. We'll start, Brent and Zach will start at one end, Eric and I'll start at the other, and we'll take time with each person yeah. individually and, and talk to them. And when you do that, they let loose on you. I can't, today, in the meet and greet, there was at least three people with Shine Down tattoos, and at least half of them and the 20 people that were there had stories of how our music's helped them. And mm-hmm. it, that blows my mind and makes me so proud yeah. and so happy to do what we do. If I could even help one person, that's amazing. For us to be able to help thousands of people, literally, uh, we're some of the luckiest men in the yeah. world. You know, even on my worst day, I, I, 
because we all go through emotions. I look back at myself and I go, yeah, but look at all the great things you've done for yeah. others. And it, it gives you that, fills you with that sense of pride, even if you're a little mm-hmm. down in the dumps, for me anyway. Before before we, we wrap this up, my mm-hmm. um, the song that, that first got me, when I became a Shinedown fan, my favorite song still by Shinedown is The Crow and the Butterfly. Mm-hmm. And that song, it always, always resonated with me. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I think that was also a song that you could kind of interpret your own way. A lot of ways. And I think a lot of ways too. Yeah. yeah. And it, it, that and then for me that that song happened because of a, a recurring dream. A dream that you had. Mm, yeah. That, that I kept having yeah. over and over again about a mother and you know I, I kept having the same dream which was um, this woman. And I don't even remember her face. For, for for whatever reason, but she was on a swing, and it was an older woman. And then as the, the dream kept happening, you know, every night, I started to notice that the, 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 the woman, you know, this is obviously somebody that's lost something, mm-hmm. you know. And then I start put two and two together that, you know, she's on a play... Why is she always... She's always in a playground. She's always sitting on a swing. And, um, and then all of a sudden, one day... After having the dream probably like five or six times, something literally, and it wasn't all me, it just popped into my head out of nowhere, um, and the first line of the song happened, and it was, you know, I painted your room at midnight, you know, and I don't know where it came from, Mm -hmm. and I just kept going and going and going, almost like I was a vessel, Yeah. you know, and lo and behold, after the song had been written a couple nights later, you know, I had the dream again, and I've never had another dream since with these two people that kind of came into my psyche, which was a mother and her daughter. Mm-hmm. And the daughter had obviously passed away, um, you know, at a young age. But the song was, once again, I was a vessel. Yeah. Um, wherever this woman is in the world, I know when she heard it for the first time that she knew that that was her daughter letting her know, hey, I'm okay. Yeah. I'll see you in the wow. future. Wow. Amazing story. So. And it was, I actually read, not to, not to be too personal before Adam pulls me off this chair. It's okay. Not to it's get too good. personal. It's all right. But it was funny when I, because I, I, this song always resonated with me. And when I read the story about the dream you had, it was, it kind of, it, I was like, wow, it's kind of crazy because not, not exactly the same, but I was kind of my, my parents' miracle child. And they had uh, a daughter that died at two days old. My oh, parents wow. before two years before I was born. Okay. And so I was like, wow, this. I was like, there's some kind of universal thing that pulled <laughs> me to this song, and then I didn't know that till so yesterday cool. when I was doing some reading. And yeah. Yeah. There you go. And another very random tidbit is, uh, I watched the video again, didn't realize Dylan Minnette is yeah. the mm-hmm. boy in the video. Yeah. He, he did this podcast like a month ago. He's cool, so, man. Yeah, really? he is a cool. Yeah, fan. That's cool. True. He's in a band. He's got a band going right now. I know. And. and yeah. So. And the girl, Billie Eilish, who had that song with Ocean Eyes and everything, yeah. and she's just exploded now. Yeah. So. It's all she's six, in that video too. She did the theme song for it. For she did like the Ocean Eyes song was on like the beginning season of that. I think oh, okay. something of that nature. Wow. Yeah. yeah. She she was yeah she's blown up. Yeah. Blown up. Yeah. But I dig what she's doing though, man. She's got yeah. She's cool. I'm it's into just her. Turn pop into like and it's not even pop. It's like this one. Someone asked me like. Oh, who is it? Like Billy Eilish was like, I can't even describe it. You gotta just listen to it for yourself. It's, it's a very Generation Z, seventeen-year-old yes, yeah. girl that knows exactly what she's doing. Yeah, and she got a great story too. Totally. Yeah. 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 Cool. But that's cool, man. That's a six degrees of separation, yeah. man. Yeah. That's, what, that's, that's what makes. That's why know. you know. That's why music is so powerful. 
Thank you guys. Thank you. Adamantium.